Charlene's Kitten Topsy by Helen Hill. The Slipperbox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seven: How Charlie Grew Littler Instead of Bigger. Charlie was a nice little boy, and a good little boy. He was good every single minute of the day. When he came down to breakfast, when he had his bath, when he went for his walk, right up to when he was tucked up in his little white bed, and then he was most dreadfully bad, for Charlie would not go to sleep. No, Charlie never would go to sleep. Night after night, his mother and his auntie tucked him snugly into his little white bed and kissed him good night. And night after night, the very minute that his mother or his auntie had gone downstairs again, Charlie would begin to call out, I want to drink water. And then, when his mother or his auntie had brought him a drink of water, he would call out again and again, I want to never drink of water. Four, five, six times would Charlie call out that he wanted a drink of water. Again and again would his mother and his daddy and his auntie say to Charlie, Charlie, you must go to sleep. Little boys and little girls have to sleep a whole lot because they grow when they are asleep. And if they do not go to sleep at the proper time, they will not grow big at all. But Charlie paid no attention, whatever. When he simply could not drink another glass of water, he would call out, I want to kiss Daddy good night, and then I want to kiss Mother good night, and then I want to kiss Auntie good night, and then I want to kiss Topsy good night, and then I want to kiss Jane good night. And when he had kissed them all good night, do you think Charlie would go to sleep then? He would not. No, Charlie was determined not to go to sleep, so he would sing to himself and talk to himself to keep himself awake until his mother and his auntie and his daddy came upstairs to bed. Night after night did Charlie act like this. Night after night did Charlie stay awake until his mother and his daddy and his auntie came up to bed. One night, Charlie was even more dreadfully bad than usual. He started being bad even before he was in bed. Yes, Charlie decided to himself that he would not go to bed at all. When his mother said to him, Charlie, it is time for you to go to bed. Put up your toys, kiss everybody good night, and come along up. Charlie began to whine. I don't want to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. I want to stay up five minutes more. So his mother and his auntie and his daddy let Charlie stay up five minutes more. But when the five minutes were up, Charlie still would not go to bed. He began to cry and whine. I don't want to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. Let me stay up another five minutes more. But his mother said, No, it is time for all little boys to be in bed. Hurry up now and put up your toys and come along. But Charlie paid no attention at all. He went on crying and roaring. I don't want to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. Until his daddy became quite exasperated 
and called out in an angry voice will you do as your mother says put away your toys and go to bed then charlie still crying and whining began to put his toys away but he put them away slowly so slowly one by one he put them away so slowly that it would have taken him all night to put them all away at last his mother would not wait any longer and she picked charlie up and carried him up to bed do you think that charlie was good then and went to sleep he did not again and again charlie called out i want a drink of water i want a drink of water i want a drink of water until his mother and his daddy and his auntie got pains in their legs from going up and down the stairs so many times and he called down that he wanted to kiss his mother and his daddy and his auntie and topsy and jane good night so often that it was almost time to kiss everybody good morning at last his auntie came upstairs and she said to him charlie i have told you again and again that little boys must go to sleep so that they will grow into big boys and i declare to goodness if you go on being such a bad little boy keeping awake all night and never going to sleep till your mother and your daddy come up to bed you'll grow littler instead of bigger but charlie paid no attention at all he still would not go to sleep he talked and he sang to himself and tried to keep himself awake long after his mother and his auntie and his daddy had gone to bed i am afraid charlie was most dreadfully bad the next morning when charlie came down to breakfast he looked very queer indeed what do you think his trousers hung down way below his knees and the sleeves of his blouse came nearly to the tips of his fingers and his shoes stuck out way beyond his toes so that his feet slid around in them his mother said good gracious charlie what is the matter with your clothes the buttons of your trousers must have come undone but the buttons were all right it was charlie's clothes that had become too big for charlie charlie had started to grow littler then his mother and his auntie turned up the hem of his trousers and sewed tucks in the sleeves of his blouse and they still looked big and baggy but charlie wore them all day and that night charlie was still as bad about going to sleep as ever the next morning when charlie came down to breakfast his trousers again hung to the tops of his boots and the sleeves of his blouse came to the tips of his fingers in spite of his mother having tucked up the hem and taken a tuck in his sleeves the day before and as for his shoes they were simply enormous charlie had grown littler again during the night then his mother said i simply can't make this suit any smaller i will have to go downtown and buy charlie a new suit that will be small enough for him 
so his mother took charlie downtown to a department store and she said to the sales lady i want to buy a suit for this little boy his own has grown too big for him the sales lady showed charlie's mother one suit after another but what do you think they were all too big for charlie the trousers of all of them came way down to his shoe-tops and the sleeves came down to the tips of his fingers at last the sales lady said i simply have not got a suit that is small enough for your little boy the only thing that i have that is small enough for him is a baby's dress then she brought the baby's dress and tried it on charlie and it fitted him perfectly after that charlie's mother took him into the shoe store to buy him some new shoes for his own were so dreadfully big that they kept falling off but what do you think there were no real big boy shoes small enough for charlie in the whole shoe store the only shoes that were small enough were a pair of baby shoes and the soles were so thin that charlie could not walk in them from the street car to the house and his mother had to carry him when they got home the first thing his mother and his auntie did was to go up to the attic and bring down the baby carriage that charlie used to go out in when he was a baby and he had to take his walk sitting in the baby carriage yes charlie had become a little baby again he felt very unhappy indeed he did not like to be a baby one little bit and his mother and his daddy and his auntie felt very unhappy too the only person who was pleased about it was jane the cat and she was very pleased for jane just loved little babies she loved them when they were baby kittens and she loved them when they were baby children her own little kitten topsy was getting to be a big kitten he could run most as fast as jane and he could wash his own face he was no longer a baby kitten so when jane saw that charlie had become a darling little baby again she was awfully pleased when charlie came in from his drive in his pram his mother had brought down the old baby guard and she had it all ready for him in the bedroom floor with a rug for him to play on for his mother and his auntie did not think it safe for charlie to run around as he wanted to now that he had grown so small they were afraid that he might fall downstairs so they put him with his toys inside the guard and immediately jane jumped in after him and lay down beside him on the rug and she purred and she purred so happy was she that charlie was a dear little baby again but she would not let Topsy inside the guard. Nope. She chased him away whenever he wanted to come in, because she thought he would be too rough with Charlie, and would not understand how to play with such a tiny baby. That evening, when Charlie's mother had put him to bed and given him a bottle, just as if he were a really, truly baby, she kissed him good night and went downstairs then jane the cat came into the room and jumped up on the armchair beside charlie's crib she had come to watch over him the way she used to watch over topsy when he was a kitten and do you think that charlie went to sleep now he did not he was determined not to go to sleep as soon as his mother had got downstairs he opened his mouth 
and began to cry. I want a drink of wa- But he got no further. For what do you think? Jane, the cat, sprang right on to Charlie's pillow and put her paw against his mouth so that he could not make the leastest little sound. And she held it there until he stopped trying to cry. Jane knew that Charlie was being bad, and she was not going to allow it any more than she used to allow her kitten Topsy to be bad and mew too loudly. Every time that Charlie tried to cry out, Jane put her paw against his mouth until he stopped. Soon he went to sleep, as he simply could not keep awake unless he could sing and talk to himself. Yes, Charlie actually went to sleep, though it was only half-past seven o'clock, and he slept all through the night until it was time to get up in the morning. And then, when his mother came in to dress him, what do you think? She could not button Charlie's clothes in the back. No, she could not even make them meet enough to pin them with a safety pin. Charlie had started to grow during the night. So his mother went and looked in her trunk, and she found an old pair of rompers that Charlie had worn the summer before, and he wore them all day. That night, when Charlie had been put to bed, and Jane was sitting on the chair beside him, Charlie was not quite so determined not to go to sleep. He thought that it was very disagreeable to grow littler instead of bigger, and it had been very nice to wear rompers that day instead of a little tiny baby's dress. Besides, there was a look in Jane's eye that made him think that he would not be allowed to keep himself awake by singing and talking even if he tried to. So Charlie turned himself over on his side, snuggled into the bedclothes, and was asleep in two minutes. The next morning, when his auntie came to dress him, Charlie had grown so big that he could not get into his rompers. So his auntie got his old suit from the bureau drawer, the one he had grown too big for, and she put it on. But it did look funny. The legs of the trousers were so awfully short because, as you remember, his mother had turned the hem up when Charlie first began to get littler. So his auntie had to let down the hem and take the tucks out of the sleeves before Charlie could wear the suit at all. Then it fitted him perfectly, and so did his big boy shoes. Charlie had become as big as he ever was. And that night, when he was snugly tucked up in bed and his mother had kissed him good night, Charlie shut his eyes and went to sleep before ever his mother had got downstairs again. And always and always after that, Charlie went to sleep the very minute that his mother or his auntie had tucked him up and kissed him good night. Never again, no, never did Charlie try to keep himself awake by calling out for drinks of water or for people to come up and kiss him good night, because never again, even to please Jane the cat, did Charlie want to grow littler instead of bigger. As for Topsy, you can believe that he was glad that Charlie was no longer a tiny baby, but could run about and play with him, 
and chase him around the garden and feed him his breakfast and his dinner and his supper as he always did before he grew littler instead of bigger end of chapter seven end of charlie and his kitten topsy by helen hill read for you by lynette geisel may of twenty seventeen